0: Alan loves writing songs about politics. It's how he vents his frustration. In his spare time, when he's not working as a concierge, he's making music about politicians, the Vietnam War and other things he feels strongly about. He's a dad of two with a large, round face piercing blue eyes and ginger-graying hair that falls over his forehead and down into his eyebrows. There's a naivety about him. In person, he's smiley, very welcoming and courteous. But online, Alan is a different man. His political frustration isn't channelled into music. When he's scrolling through Facebook, he leaves behind hateful, racist, abusive comments directed at politicians and activists he doesn't agree with.
1: Scum-sucking c-s. they can all suck on my c-. Talentless, traitorous, they are for the drop with a rope to break their fall. Deport the c*** for c- sake. One deluded fat c-. go away now, you lost. Johnson's got the majority, all you can do now is piss and moan.
0: I'm Raha Kansara and this is Trending. We delve deep into the world of social media. This week, as part of the BBC's Crossing Divide season, we ask, why are people so horrible online? Why do they say things they never would in real life? And how does angry political abuse hurt people on the receiving end? And it all started when our reporter Marianna Spring
2: got in touch with a troll. Yes, we've been talking for some time now and you tagged along with me when I went to meet him for the first time. So we're meeting an online troll today? Yep, we're meeting Alan, who I found on a Facebook group, one supporting Brexit uh, before Christmas and he posted lots of abusive comments on Facebook groups and he lives in Faversham in Kent, which is where we are today. Um, I've never met him before, so this is the first time that we're going to meet one another. It was really rainy when we arrived. Even for a town near the coast in the southeast of England in the middle of winter, and coming in we passed along motorways and a few roads with fields on either side, before arriving at a development of newly built houses and flats where Alan lives. I first came across him in a closed Facebook group full of people with the same political beliefs. Not everyone in these groups is so angry and abusive, but many of them see it as a huge safe space where they can vent. At the time his Facebook name was David a pseudonym because he'd been banned before, most likely because of the abuse. His profile picture, the English flag with handcuffs across the middle, gave me a sense of patriotism, even if a little warped. And although his posts were angry, he was polite when we were messaging, just like he was when we knocked on his door. Hello, Hello. Nice,
3: to you? You. Nice, Hi, to do nice to meet you. I'm Mariana. Oh,
2: yeah.
1: Nice to
0: meet
1: you. you. Hi, Reha. Oh Nice to meet you. And if you
2: He insisted on sitting on the carpet in his living room so that we could sit on the sofa and have a cup of tea. The flat was small but very neat and tidy. I don't think I've seen such a clean carpet. The room was quite minimalist but I noticed a few trinkets. Some lovely bowls on the windowsill and a ceramic bird. I also noticed an army-style khaki backpack in the corner and wondered what was inside. Mm -hmm. Alan soon relaxed and got chatting to us about himself and his life.
1: Uh, I've got two kids. One's fifteen who I live with. I bring him up. My daughter's twenty-nine. I've got a seven-year-old grandson who's slightly autistic. <laughs> Working Wapping as a concierge, which is I've been doing, for off and on for twenty odd years. I'd imagine. Not the same place, but different. It took me four years to get a job.
2: Alan's personal struggles are part of the reason he feels so strongly about politics, and he has a really impressive knowledge of everything that's going on.
1: We live in a democracy, apparently. So we have to go by what the, what the people say in this country. Whether you agree with it or not, Let's all come together as a country and just move forward. But we've still got a moan in there about it.
2: Have you always been so politically engaged? Is it something that's always really interesting yeah, to you?
1: Yeah, definitely, yeah, because I like fairness, and I think society, and it's utopian, I suppose, it's looking at, you know, but everybody should be treated fairly. But we're not.
2: I noticed that he talked about it with as much oomph as he played the guitar, The anger that he feels about it, which seems to drive his behaviour online, reflects what a lot of people have been feeling across the world for the last couple of years.
0: Maybe you've noticed more people online behaving the way Alan does. He told us that he didn't really care about politics before 2016. That was the year of the European Union referendum here in the UK, which led to Brexit.
2: Yeah, and now a combination of his experiences, feeling very upset and invested, and what he's exposed to on social media have got him increasingly fired up.
1: People disenfranchised are people like myself, white single fathers, if you want disenfranchised in the world. I think I'll get nothing from nobody. Everybody else is seemingly can get what they like. And it, just, and it angered me to a point where I thought, I'm going to just stand up and just say something I can't be doing it, sit being passive about it.
2: So, Alan, let's take a look at your Facebook profile. So, we're looking on your iPad, which yeah. is how you normally use Facebook. And should we ever scroll through and look at your, some of your statuses? Let's do I
1: write a new song? It's my brother's birthday. That's a video from a song I wrote, which is quite cool. Can be mum likes it, so that's cool. Hmm. That's me, son.
2: Yeah. So we're into twenty nine, end of twenty nineteen yeah. now. These posts. Martin
1: Peters, where he passed away. Uh, the album cover, which hopefully will be used. PCFU. What does that mean? The F U is a bleep, mm-hmm. bleep, bleep. And
2: what's the P C stand for? Critical
1: correctness. <laughs> you know that. Uh, Well, how much crying could Ramona's do Perfect. thick okay, was four times you lost your thick in bread sausages? It won't go down over Do you
2: think comments like that?
1: No, that, you... that was me. That was me just basically out there just ranting. That's, I know exactly how that come about as well. What,
2: yeah. Do you remember what, what it yeah, was? That was
1: just when I woke up one morning. I woke up. The problems I got are uh, chemically what my brain is. I've got a destructive side of my personality, which is part of the problems that I have. And that's part of that. When I wake up like that, it's like, I'll just go for it. It's up there now, so I'm not going to get rid of it because it's so. there.
2: He has contradictory political views, and he recognises that. He's a white man in a rich country. He's got a job and a roof over his head. So by some measures, he seems pretty well off. But he certainly doesn't feel that way. It's a familiar global phenomenon that's driving lots of populist movements. Those who felt powerful before now feel under attack and marginalised. You can see how these feelings drive support for all sorts of leaders. Donald Trump, Brazil's president Jair Bolsonaro, Narendra Modi in India. A lot of Alan's online trolling comes from this feeling that he's been wronged or left behind. He's struggling to make ends meet. That's right. He earns just under the average salary in the UK. But his rent eats up most of his monthly paycheck. His family helps him to pay his bills... He blames the policy makers for his circumstances and immigrants.
1: I mean, if people got a right to be here, absolutely let them stay. I've got absolutely, they've got families here, then let them stay. They're working absolutely fine with that. But where are we going to put all these people? People like myself, single father, you know, all I just work and get, I don't get no extra money like these people get. What's wrong And I work and pay my tax, I have done for years? Well, I get no extra money, but these people come to this country and get every benefit possible.
2: Why? Why, and why are you so? Why are you so angry?
1: It's equality. I like equality. I don't care whether you like say whether you're gay, you're straight, you're black, you're white, you're pink, you're mo. We should all be treated the same. You know, everybody's so scared to say stuff. We're so PC now. It's it's ridiculous. Absolutely ridiculous. And I tend just to say what, what's on my mind.
2: Alan's unapologetic about those comments he left online, and he said he wouldn't mind his family and friends seeing them. They know what he's like. But I wonder if he was ashamed at some level. He told us he wouldn't want his son knowing about them. One person in particular has been at the receiving end of Alan's nasty comments on Facebook groups. Do you know if he's close by? He is, he's here. Oh, okay. This yes. is Gina Miller. She's a political
0: activist and a businesswoman. She came into the public eye here in the UK because of her dedicated opposition to Brexit. And in Britain's political establishment, so sorry, she stood out. Not just because she's a woman, but because she's a woman
2: of colour.
3: It's a quite mad thing, but (laughs) yes.
2: We meet at the H Club, a swanky members' club in Soho in central London. It's got fancy sofas, shiny floors, and art deco chandeliers. It's in the heart of the capital, surrounded by people and businesses, what you might call the global elite. And at a quick glance, Gina fits right in. She's smartly dressed and clearly high powered juggling her work as she flits between emails on her laptop and her phone. But once we get chatting, we learn about a different side of Gina. She was born in Guyana, a former British colony in the north of South America. Gina left to come to the UK when she was only little. Who she is and her political activism have made her a prime target for terrible abuse,
3: including death threats, which she says she gets every day. It's out of, it's out of control now. That's what I think. I it's out of control, and I don't care which side you're on. I'm fed up of party politics. I'm fed up of labels. I just want people to start thinking about each other as being people. She told us she's been getting abuse for years and it's only
2: escalated, evolved and intensified as politics has become more polarised. Alan is just one of the people who've sent her nasty messages. Other people go even further than him.
1: No one cares about Eugenia Miller. If you got hit by the bus today and died a truly painful death, then 17.4 million people would celebrate in absolute jubilation. Hope the bus reverses a few times, just to make sure.
2: Wish somebody would put a rope around her neck. She does report comments like these, but she says they've remained on Facebook for months. So have Alan's comments that we've mentioned, despite being pretty obvious violations of the site's rules. Once we flagged these up to Facebook, the company said they removed them and they say they take the harassment of public figures very seriously. Maybe you've noticed people on your feeds who feel left behind, left out and marginalised. Sometimes they take aim at people who they see as the elite. Activists, politicians and yes, journalists. Angry abuse like this has become more normal and debates are often framed about being them versus us. And them
0: and us isn't just about different political opinions or social class, is it? Race and immigration are part of that too. They're hot topics and they make people like Gina a target for abuse.
2: Yep, and Gina says that even though a very heated political period in this country seems to be over, she's getting even viler comments online. The abuse has shifted
3: more from being about politics to her identity. I think I was pretty naive. I was maybe hopeful. I was thinking, oh, well, Brexit's done. It will start dissipating. in fact, the opposite has happened, and it's very different. The groups are called different they're much more nationalistic, patriotic. The abuse is much more about it's our country now. go back home so the the terms that are being used are not related to brexit anymore. it's about our country, and uh, you know this is not your place. your tongue should be cut out for speaking up against Britain. None of the things I've done, so it, it's changed and it seems much more organised.
2: It's not just online. Gina gets abuse in real life as well. She has to have 24-7 security for her and her family. Alan's never attacked her in public, but he has online. So I wondered, what would happen if they actually met? A
3: blonde date. <laughs> actually, I did one. It
2: was a bit of an awkward start. Gina and I, already inside this swanky club, were waiting for Alan. When he entered, he was dressed smartly, wearing black boots and a suede jacket, like John Lennon from The Beatles, his favourite band. He also had his military star backpack with him. He's big into military history. He tried to introduce himself to Gina with a handshake over my head. I could tell he was nervous. She was politely awkward. At this point, Alan realised there was tension and changed his stance. He came round and greeted Gina face to face. Gina remained seated. So, Alan, why have you agreed to meet Gina today?
1: Because the conversations that we had yesterday. Is, and from what you're saying, I didn't want to leave another bit of hate around in the world. If I could do something to clear that up, then I'll talk to anybody to clear that up. It's not my place to make people feel like that.
2: So- Um, Gina, do you want to explain a little bit about
3: yourself to What I find really frustrating is um, people think they know me because of what's in the media and what's in the papers. And I often read it and think, who is this woman? Because I don't recognise myself. Because, you know, I've had a very varied life. Gina Um, explained
2: how she was sent to the UK for safety reasons because her dad worked in politics in a very unstable country. She's been brutally attacked before. It turns out she's had her own life
3: struggles. I'm a pretty strong person, yeah. but out of necessity, I think it's a bit like fire, you get forged by something. Yeah. Because, I mean, I've, I've lived in a car for uh, three weeks or so because yeah. I've got a daughter with special needs. And um, I was gi- feeling so guilty about being a single mom with her that I wanted to give her a family, a ready-made family, and mm-hmm. a wonderful man came along. And I thought, you know, here's my ready-made family. And it turned out he was very violent. Um, and uh, so I, ha- I ran away, and the only place I on
2: hearing this, was, Alan loosened up. There was relief know, and surprise. At one time in his life, yet, he, he also gone. lived in a car. It Maybe he there, and Gina are more
3: similar than he thought.
1: I'm a single father.
3: Okay. I've been
1: since uh, what he's 15 now. He's, How long
3: have you been a single dad?
1: Uh, since he's since he was four.
2: Oh, so a long time.
1: Oh, yeah, okay. up and on, yeah, and...
2: both Alan and Gina talked about abuse they'd suffered in their lives. was a marked change from the day before when we first met Alan. This time, he was much less defensive and much more constructive. It's the sort of conversation that would almost never happen online because social media is often so polarising. Linda Kay is a psychologist who analyses online behaviour. She explains the psychology behind this real-life thawing. I think the interesting thing, particularly
0: if we're thinking about political case studies as an example, is that obviously Views can be very polarized, Um, and often on social media you can actually very quite
2: clearly uh, display what your affiliation might be. Linda says we become two-dimensional online. Our profile pictures and groups we join connect us with a certain tribe. There's no room for compromise. But offline, there's much
3: more nuance. If things aren't going to get better and this anger's been building for the last three or four years. Are people going to get more angry and take it out on each other? Because Back at the H Club, Gina and Alan were still talking. If, you, if things not get better, you're going to look for somebody to blame. Because I've noticed that a lot of the anger I was getting before was sort of about Brexit. Yeah. But now Brexit is over, it's now changed. It's now about me being an immigrant woman of colour, you know, looking like an ape. The things I... I actually get told worse things now than I was before. You know, my son is 14 was walking down the street and got yeah. told go back home and he came home and said to me, Mum,
1: yeah, okay. I am no, home. Okay. <laughs> I
3: was like, you know, <laughs> I was born here, I'm home. <laughs> Where am I supposed to go? Are you finding people getting angry? Uh, do you understand why they the, getting the, more
1: the, angry? I think the, the abuse will get worse uh, with people. I think, because uh, Brexit's done and mm. you know, apparently we're leaving yeah. whenever, people need something to hang all that frustration on. Ergo, you sadly getting getting all that abuse. They need a focal point to vent it. I don't agree with what's going on with yourself and your son. I think it's well out of order.
2: Interesting that from Alan, who's told Gina in the past to go back home. Yeah, I really think it started to settle in for him that Gina is a real person with kids and a life just like him. At the same time as being very brave and tough, she also openly expressed her vulnerability. She has a breadth of experience we often don't pay attention to and an ability to really empathise with Alan. Real people aren't two dimensional. And then we get to the real reason we're here. Um, so we've got some of the comments that you've made, which right. I've got on my phone. Um, and you've seen these comments before as well. Um, but Alan um, often used these uh, pro Brexit groups and yeah. you post comments, um, particularly when you're feeling very angry.
1: Yeah.
2: Um, and so one of the comments that you posted, which was aimed at Gina, um, said, Deport the c for f- sake. No, oh, he yeah, was angry, absolutely. Yeah, yeah,
1: no, yeah. Exactly. I How do you I'm feel dead? about that? Terrible. Now? Absolutely. Never met you. Absolutely, yeah, never seen what you, where you are coming from. i have I, never met anybody before. But
3: were you yeah. reacting to something in the media? I was, was
1: probably because...
2: It, it was a YouTube video, actually. It probably that said, was Left-wing so like, Remainers refused to accept Boris's election Oh, something. that's
3: one yeah, of those fake yeah. videos, because there were lots of fake videos like, on YouTube. I've
1: never met who you are and, and heard what you, where you're at. It's, you know, a wrong thing for me to... But I never knew it at the time. It was just angling, look, like, oh, who do these people think they are? You know, you're all rich and you're all elite. What do you know hmm. about my life?
2: Which video they were talking about isn't clear, but in one way it doesn't really matter. They were both keen to move on and get past the abuse. The Alan who posted those comments before Christmas seemed worlds away from the one who was sitting in front of me. Linda Kay says that people who abuse others online are usually part of one of three groups.
0: When we look at things like trolling and cyberbullying and things, there are some traits that have been looked at in the psychology research that seem to be particularly important. And um, those are sort of explained by a personality model called the dark triad. Now, this includes three particular traits, and one of those is psychopathy. So that's generally that you might be callous towards other people and uncaring. Um, The second one is Machiavellianism. And what this refers to is how manipulative you might be for for your own self-interest. Um, And then the final one is narcissism. So I think more people are familiar with what that one is. So again, self-interest,
2: very sort of self-centred. Alan is definitely not a narcissist, nor is he manipulative. But his comments have been callous and uncaring towards others. However, there's something else to factor in here too. How he's feeling at the time he posts. His mental state and mental health. Although Linda's quick to point out that mental health cannot be tied to this kind of behaviour all the time. It's a factor, not an excuse. I've been talking to Alan for months now. The journey he's been on leading up to these two days is really significant. Enlightening, you could say. By the end of the discussion, he seemed to have a much greater understanding of the effect of his remarks. And both Alan and Gina are well aware
0: of the pitfalls of social media.
1: I'll be honest with you, absolutely. Think about it from stamp work today, it's poison, yeah, absolutely poison. If I never see it again, it wouldn't bother me.
3: Do you think yeah. that social media has made the abuse you receive worse? Oh yes, it's given a medium dedicated to hatred really and and also people think that that's normal. it creates a false narrative and i I say it's a it, it's a new way of weaponizing yeah, well, and, it it it's, and it's being used in a war I understand and i I, 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 oh, I want to say sorry to you no. because no 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 i I want to say sorry because you felt so angry, and I just feel it's Awful that there's so many, hundreds of thousands of people who feel like you, yeah. and I don't think you should ever come to that place. And I really hope you can you can become a messenger for all of us to get back together because I really am worried about your son and my son.
1: Yeah, yeah, that's well, that's well, uh, that's. I, I don't that, want sorry. them to be
3: in a country that's full that. of hate. Thank you, thank you
2: both. That was Hooray. that was <laughs> brilliant. That was so
3: moving. <laughs> no, <I'm crying. laughs> See, we got them crying. <laughs>
0: If I'm totally honest, Mariana, I really wasn't expecting that. It really moved me watching
2: it, that very grey area that we often miss online, a measured discourse. Exactly. Although Alan was so angry behind the computer screen, he was calm, welcoming and empathetic in real life. It was very moving and emotional, particularly at the end of that discussion. I've been sifting through Facebook groups for some time now, where you're right, it's so polarised. But it was so uplifting to witness the power of offline discussion between strangers who don't agree with one another. We often talk about the way that social media distorts human communication, and it seems obvious why. We can't see the person on the other end, their reactions and their feedback. However, witnessing the reality of that really brings it to life. Meaningful, real-life discussion between human beings is very moving. There was also a lot of listening involved too from both of them, in a way that doesn't take place online. Yeah, many of Alan's comments passed with no likes or replies. On one level, it just seemed like he wanted someone to listen to him. And what's happened since? I've been messaging with Alan lots. He's left the Facebook groups and he's not posting abusive comments anymore. He was very grateful for the experience and said he found it healing. He also told me Gina was lovely, nothing like what he thought. And Gina was grateful too. She plans to reach out to Alan by email. The encounter may not have changed the world. Millions of people are still angry online and posting abuse. But at least these two people are friends.
0: That's it for this edition of BBC Trending. I'm Reha Kansara. A huge thanks to our reporter Mariana Spring for bringing a nuanced approach to a divisive subject. If you'd like to get in touch, maybe you've seen something online. Maybe you want a story debunked. Maybe you came across something you like and want to tell us about it. Then do so by emailing me at reha.kansara, that's R-E-H-A dot K-A-N-S-A-R-A at bbc.co.uk. Or follow us. We're on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram and YouTube. Just search for BBC Trending. And remember to leave us a rating or a review wherever you get your podcast from. We'll be back with another episode very soon. Amazing, brilliant! You're so
1: good. There was one cock up in it. Was oh,
2: there, you um,
1: didn't even tell. Yeah,
0: I don't oh, know. it's brilliant.
1: brilliant. I <laughs> <make> it. <laughs> you didn't tell us.